We want to say good morning to all of the covenant partners that are here. Uh, we thank God for those that were able to make it. We thank the Lord for those that are on the way, and we thank the Lord for those that might not have been able to make it today. Amen? Amen. We want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners, and at this time we want to ask you to please get your Bibles, pens, and pads together in Jesus' name so that we can take notes this morning because you are going to need to take some notes. Amen. Amen. Pen, pad, Bibles, phones with the Bible, iPads with the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, we are going to pick up, if you're keeping a journal, and also for the SoundCloud, we're still talking about the October seminar. October seminar. And in this October seminar, what is happening is the Lord was just saying that We've learned how to pray against the storms, amen? And so on last Sunday, we was just sharing with you that the Lord was saying, now he wants us to be able to speak to those things that arise in our life, amen? He wants us to take the time to know what it's going to take in order to speak in our our lives amen and so I'm just going to do a little brief this is just a little summary we're not going to stay long on this but on last Sunday the Lord was just letting us know that there are keys to pray confess God's word or even prophesy there are keys to pray confess God's word or even prophesy and so the first thing that he was sharing with us is this. Salvation is the basis for spiritual warfare. You need to be saved, amen? And, of course, we're saved through the new birth. It is a necessity. A believer also needs the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Are you born again? Do you know beyond a doubt that you are saved? Well, we can answer that for you. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then your answer is yes. Somebody say yes. yes. I, am I am born again. I know without a shadow of a doubt I a that, I am saved. that I am saved. So your answer to the first two questions is yes. All right. After salvation, a believer must live a holy life that is submitted. Somebody say that with me. Say submitted. To the word of the Lord, listen at this, to the word, to the word, and to the Lord, the word of the Lord and his Holy Spirit's leading. So we got to be, after you, you've gotten saved, we need to make up in our minds that we're going to submit to the word of the Lord and the leading of his Holy Spirit. We are commanded to walk in the leading of the Holy Spirit of Christ. This will, this will assure you of continual victory and breakthroughs for yourself and when you begin to pray for others. We can revenge disobedience when our disobedience is fulfilled. Well, what does that mean? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Okay. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're giving you the keys 
if we're going to prophesy, if we're going to decree and declare, if we're going to pray, these are vital. Amen? These are vital. And today I'm going to share some things with you. Hopefully you'll see even the more how we really do in the times we're living in. We need to be uh, praying, confessing God's word, and prophesying within our atmosphere. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 10 says, verse 1, it says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when we confess the word of God, when we pray the word of God, when we prophesy, decree and declare the word of God, what we're doing is pulling down strongholds. Whether it's in our lives, whether it's for someone else, we need to be saved and living holy. Amen? Casting down imaginations. We, sometimes within ourselves, there are strongholds within our own mind that hold us back. And they got to be cast down. See, because what we want you to understand is God wants you to understand. He wants you to be able to confess God's word, pray, and prophesy in your life. And it happened. This is a new season. Amen. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself, what? Against the knowledge of God. Well, what's the knowledge of God? It's the word of God. And you and I both know how the enemy works. He's always bringing something to make it higher than God's word. God said you're going to be blessed. No, you know you're really not. You know, oh, you know. Well, what does the word say? Because whatever the word says, the word says, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm blessed when I go. I'm blessed when I come. Hello, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm, I'm strong and not weak. I'm rich and not poor. You got to put the word on what the enemy is bringing. You got to cast down those imaginations and every high thing that's trying to exalt itself against God's knowledge, his word. And then what? Bring it into captivity. Well, what's the captivity? Putting it under the name of Jesus. Putting it under the blood. Binded it. You got to bring every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience or my obedience is what? Fulfilled. Okay? So basically, what are you saying, Lord? When our lives are in order by salvation in the blood of Jesus Christ, then we can set things that are out of order in order. Somebody say, when my life is in order, by salvation in the blood of Jesus Christ, then I can set things that are out of order in my life, in my atmosphere, for someone else, in order. Jesus Christ cast out devils through the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was the source of his power and wisdom, which is the word of God. So the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God is the Word of God. You cannot command the earth looking like the earth. The earth is in a fallen state. Is your life in a fallen state? 
because you continue to try and live as a saint and a sinner? Hmm. I'm saved on Sunday. I'm not saved on Monday. I'm holy on Sunday. I'm not holy on Monday. Go to 1 Peter. Just giving you some, some keys. Just trying to help out. Just trying to share. When we leave, you can do what you want with it. <laughs> but while I'm in the pulpit, I got to share it. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy, set apart from the world system, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, lifestyle. Because it is written, be ye holy, be separated from the world system, for I am holy, saith the Lord. I'm, I'm set aside from the world system. I don't do what the world system does. I don't think like the world system. And so that's what he, holiness means. Holiness does not mean you got a nappy head. It doesn't mean you got to wear your dress down to the floor. It doesn't mean your tie got to be choking you. But it means separated unto the Lord, separated unto his ways, separated unto his word. Because why? He's separated from the world system. He's separated from the ways of the world. So he's asking us as his children to do the same. Okay, go to Leviticus. Okay, go to Leviticus chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. And would you please look at verse 44? Okay. All right. So Leviticus 11.44 says, For I am the Lord your God, you shall therefore sanctify yourself. Somebody say, set yourself apart. And you shall be holy. Somebody say, set myself apart. For I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord that brought you out of sin. I am the Lord that forgave you. He is the Lord that shed his blood at Calvary to be your God. You should therefore be holy for I am holy. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Go to Leviticus 20. We don't forget what's in the word. Come on. Amen. Leviticus 20. And you can't tell me this is not in the New Testament. We just read it in 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. Because a lot of times people nowadays are saying, if it's not in the New Testament, oh, we don't deal with the Old Testament anyway, anymore. We, we, don't, we don't have to have the Old Testament anymore. Yes, we do, because they both go together. Amen. Everything in the Old Testament was pointing to Jesus. Okay? So Leviticus 20, verse 7 says... Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Do you see that? Amen. And you shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. Now, notice what he said. He says, I'm the one that sanctifies you. And it, it, he's telling the truth. Where's the confirmation at? Go to Hebrews chapter 12. 
Hebrews chapter 12. Okay. When you get it, say amen. amen. All right. Look at verse 14. It says, follow peace with who? With who? That means every color, every race. That means uh, in your household, out your household. Come on, come on. Do what? Follow what? Peace. Do what? Uh-huh. He says, follow peace with all mankind and what? Holiness. Now, what? Holiness. Follow peace with all of mankind and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Is that in your Bible? So, so what the, re the reference of the Bible is saying, that if I don't live a holy life, separated unto the Lord, separated from the world system, not doing things the way the world do, it says I won't even get a chance to see the Lord. You know why? Because you're so caught up doing what the world do. Saying what the world say, looking like the world, acting like the world, talking like the world, whining like the world, complaining like the world. I'm going. Don't worry. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Say, it's the Lord who sanctifies me. Hebrews 10 and 10. It says, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. So that means when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became I wouldn't go down there to that sanctified church. Uh-uh. You're supposed to be sanctified too. Did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Did you go through the sinner's prayer? Did you say the, the sinner's prayer? Did you repent of your sins and receive Jesus as your Lamb of God? Then you're sanctified. He says you've been sanctified through the offering of his body once and for all. So everybody that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior becomes what? Sanctified. Verse 14, for by one offering he had perfected forever them that are what? And how were we sanctified? Through the offering of his body. So we've been perfected for how long? Forever. So the word holy and the word sanctified means set apart unto the Lord and for the Lord. Set apart unto the Lord and for the Lord. We cannot and must not live with one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 3. Just trying to help you. So when you go to rebuke that devil or bind him so he won't be laughing at you. He won't be saying, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Uh-uh, I ain't finished, baby. Give me a minute. You know I'm going to put it in there. Pastor Angela Carmichael, I know, but who are you? You know I had to put it in there. Just give me a minute. I'm coming. Thank you. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. He says, and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, these things said the amen and faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that, there were, that thou wert cold or hot. <clears throat> so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Did y'all see that? Amen. 
So Jesus said, make a decision. He says, make a decision. Because if you're not going to be hot for Jesus and hot for the word and hot to pray and hot to live for the Lord and hot, you know, on fire for, for standing for what's right, then living lukewarm and cold, this causes a watered down life. The power of God cannot manifest fully from this type of living. God requires holy living in our lives so he can fully manifest himself through us by his Holy Spirit. We are no longer slaves to sin. In Jesus, we are the servants of righteousness. Now, I appreciate all you people who get up and say, Ooh, it was the Lord who did it. God did it. Nobody else. I got news flash. God uses people. Amen. Sometimes I know what they're doing. They're just throwing shade. I know what you're doing. I, I can hear it right through the spirit. And it's really ugly. It's, it's ugly. It is. Because if that was case, if that was the case, why does he tell us to decree and declare his word? Amen. Why do people call you and say, pray for me? Uh-oh, oh, they, man, y'all set up in your spirit. You say, oh, that's right, that's right. But somehow if it's the pastor, God did it. God did it. <laughs> he sure did. Through a human being. That's why he had to have a body to get on the cross. No spirit can operate legally in the earth without a body. And that's why the word says he needs our hands, our mouth, our eyes, our hearts, our feet, because he uses people. Amen. Go to James. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, get, get, get hot for Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Go to the book of James. Hallelujah. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchased by God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, James chapter 5. And we're going to start reading at verse 17. And where you see Elias... Elijah. Okay, so Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Then the Bible says in verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Is that in your Bible? So basically, it's saying the one who prays must be righteous. Elijah was a man, watch this, or was of mankind. So when it says that Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, what it's saying is Elijah was a human being. He had feelings just like we do. Okay? All right? 
And he also, just like we do, he had infirmities. Amen? But in prayer and confession of God's word and prophesying, we must look to the grace of God to help us. So basically, in Christ, it's better to be in Jesus because then we fall under the category of his grace and mercy, which means I can repent before I engage in prayer. It means I can, I can repent before I engage in prayer, confession of his word. Just like this morning, uh, Sister Rayshondra Davis, she had us to repent before we even entered into the presence of God, before we even uh, uh, consulted with him, okay? So we need to be people that repent, okay? If you're going to prophesy to your atmosphere, what is prophesying? Prophesying is speaking in a divine utterance in a known language for edification, exhortation, and comfort. I'm going to say that again. When you prophesy in your atmosphere... It is to decree and declare. It's for edification, exhortation, and comfort. So what are we doing when we declare the word of God or when we get the cards or the, the new cards for the new year or we start declaring and decreeing the word of God? We're putting, watch this, edification, exhortation, and comfort in our atmosphere. We're getting a divine utterance. Well, why do we call it divine? Because it all came from God. The word of God is what? God breathe. Okay? And so basically, are you going to, oh, that's right. Are you going to prophesy doom and gloom in your atmosphere? Because whatever you sow in your atmosphere is coming back. And in love, we are not to let other people sow in our atmosphere. Doom, gloom, all of their trash, all of their toiletry. Because seeds are planted. Words are containers. They are seeds and they are planted. I think I, I had to go out this week. And everywhere I went, I was told I was beautiful. Oh, I love this. I love that. Oh, my. I even went to pick up something for someone, and um, I'm just saying, their age bracket is somewhere from 80 to 90. And so when I was, I don't know what they thought, but when I gave them the date, I guess they thought it was my birthday. And they mocked it. <laughs> I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, it's not for me. I said, it's for someone else, you know. So, but what I want to get to is every time somebody, one lady told me, she says, have a bless. She says, no. She says, ooh, she says, I just want God to bless you. You look so beautiful. And so under my, I said, yes, I receive that. I take that. I accept that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to agree with it. Because what is it? They were prophesying. So you don't have to be a preacher to prophesy. They were decreeing and declaring. They were, what, what, comfort, edification, exhortation. And I accepted it. Amen. That's what you should do. Amen. So we look to the grace of God. That just simply means, Lord, I repent for anything I've said or done today. And I trust your grace, your unmerited favor, and every spiritual blessing in my life. The Bible says, for by grace are we saved by faith. So I trust your grace. I receive the forgiveness. And now I get ready to engage the enemy.
Amen. So the Bible says Elijah prayed earnestly to God that it would not rain. Now listen at this. We're going to read a scripture where Elijah says, there will be no rain or dew by my word. Now wait a minute. It was word out of his mouth, but it wasn't just his word. Whenever you prophesy, it will be a word from the Lord. It will either be the written word or a rhema word, which simply means the written word is the logos. The rhema word is what God drops in your spirit and pulls from, what, from the logos that's in your spirit. That means you got to be a student of the word in order for the Holy Ghost to bring it up. You don't just come from the top of your head. You know how a lot of times we get in trouble or something's going on and a word will come up? That's because you've been in the word. All right. So, so Elijah prayed earnestly to God that it would not rain. And God heard him. And it was the Lord who sent the power to stop the rain. And it did not rain for three and a half years. Then the prophet Elijah prayed to the Lord again to send rain. And the Lord caused the heavens to give rain. Go to 1 Kings 17. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to repent. And then you're going to start praying to who? To the Lord. And when you do declarations because they are the word, what are you doing? You're just aligning yourself with what God has already said. I'm blessed and not cursed. I am healed and not sick. The Lord has already said it. You're just speaking it out of your mouth to align your mouth and your mind and your soul and your up with the word. And you stay right there until you see the breakthrough. You don't get off of that. You don't let nobody get you off of it. First Kings 17. I don't look blessed today, but guess what? It's coming. It's on the way. Because God's word says I'm blessed and not cursed. I'm healed and not sick. Come on. I'm going to pass the test. Uh-huh. I am going to get the car. I am going to get the house. I am going to get my joy. Come on. Come on. I am going to be strong. Come on, I am coming out of this. I am going to get my healing. Because the word of God says so, not because what you say. Wait a minute, and it's not because of my, my, what my atmosphere might be saying or what the world is saying. It's because of what the word says. I'm on the word. And the Bible says God is faithful to perform his word. He's faithful to perform his word. 1 Kings 17 chapter verses 1. Let me read that. And it says, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now, normally when you go out, you say, thus said the Lord. You know, normally if I, if I call somebody with a dream, I'll say the Lord gave me this dream or the Lord gave me this word. Now, I'm speaking it, but the Lord gave it. You're speaking it, but God gave it. Amen. Amen. He says, as the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, get thee hence. This is what he said God told him. He says, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook chariot, that is before Jordan. 
And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now, I need you to understand something. This famine lasted three years. Three whole years. But can I, can I say something? Notice, even though the famine came, God took care of his people. Amen. So what does that mean? Because of sin in the world, there are going to be things that are going to come. Things all around might start drying up. But because you serve the Lord... He will have meat, bread, and provision for you. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Even though, and listen, listen, and sometimes that's just how you feel. A lot of times when God send me to people and I say that, this thus said the Lord, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And then when it begins to happen, people will call and tell me it's your fault. No, it's not my fault. It's the Lord's word, but you just need to stay in him and let him protect you. Hello, because there's some kind of sin that's going on. Hello. Something's going on. Jesus. Look at 1 Kings 18 chapter. Verse 1, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Somebody say, the famine lasted? The famine lasted. Three, whole Three whole years. But the Lord, the Lord took, care took care of Elijah. Elijah. Said, no matter how long, no matter how long it lasts in the earth, God going to take care of me. Okay. He told him, go show yourself unto Ahab. And so, verse 2, and Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took in a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. You see that? Gotta have a saved person in an evil person's business, uh, uh, house, or whatever to help you. So when you go to these places and, and people say, no, don't stop whining over it. Trust the Lord that there's somebody saved out there that God can use to bless you. Amen. Somebody going to get the blessing to you. Amen. Shine for me, Anna. Go on and shine. Ooh, here's Obadiah working in the house of Ahab and Jezebel. She going around killing the prophets, and Obadiah works for them, and he hiding the prophets and feeding them and keeping them alive. Look at your neighbor. Say, God going to keep me alive. Say, God going to keep you alive. Jesus. Yes, Lord. 
Verse 5, and Ahab said unto Obadiah, go into the land, unto all fountains of water, and unto all brooks, preadventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beast. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout, to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him. And he fell at his face and said, Art thou that my lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned, that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee that the spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whether I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab and he cannot find thee, he shall kill me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord, how I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water? And now thou sayest, go tell Ahab, behold, Elijah is here and he shall kill me. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him this day. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And look at what he says. Look at what he says. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? This great sinner, this idol worshiper, this Baal worshiper, this, this demon that sacrificed children to idol gods on fire. Come on him. You, but yet they blame the people speaking the word. And they say, you the evildoer. But you know, I get that a lot. And it, it just turns me around. It's like, are you crazy? How am I an evildoer? But this is what Ahab said. He says, art thou he that troubled Israel? And Elijah answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and thou hast followed Balaam. Do y'all see that? So it was Ahab's sins that had brought the lack of rain that caused the famine in the land. Go back to 1 Kings, the 16th chapter, briefly. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your word. 1 Kings, 16th chapter. And I want you to go to verse 29. And it says Ahab was the most wicked king that reigned over Israel. Did you hear me? It says, and in the 38th and 8th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omar, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omar, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and 2 years. And Ahab, the son of Omar, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. You see this? But yet the prophet was the one causing the famine. You know people do that to you. It's your fault. You shouldn't have brought me that word. I tell you what, you better obey it. 
You conjure up all the crazy you want. Because that's what folk do. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took the wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabel, king of Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he even reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. Woo! You see, Jezebel was an idol worshiper herself. She was a priestess of the devil. She served the devil. She chanted. She burned incense to Baal. So when she married Ahab, then he built a house for Baal and put up an idol of Baal and began to worship Baal as well. Jezebel and Ahab did not believe in the true and living God. They did not believe in Jesus Christ. They did not believe in the power of God. They believed in the power of darkness. Somebody said, but the power of darkness will fail you. It will fail you. I want to show you something, and I'm not going to bore you. We're moving right along this morning. Right along. We ask you to make sure you have Bibles. We ask you to make sure you have a King James Version. This is the October seminar. We've shared with you just a little bit about AI, which is artificial intelligence. Austin, Texas has its first AI church service. This is what that means. It means that the AI helped the pastor to put together the service and his sermon. Now, mind you, AI is not even human. It is a computer. But he also brought down a highly intelligent AI tech to help him. When the service was over, the older person said, it had no feeling. (laughs) Well, why would it? It's a machine. But yet, in Austin, Texas, they've had their first service, had their first uh, 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 sermon put together by AI. And I told you they're saying in two years, AI is going to write its own Bible. And you don't think you need to know how to decree, declare? You don't think you need to know how to call those things which be not as though they were? You don't think you need to be acting like a child of God? You don't think you need to live here rather than here? The young person said it was so refreshing. (laughs) Isn't that that something? AI would not write me a Bible. I got my own King James Bible. I got my own study helps. And I got a lot of King James Bibles. Because you know what's going to happen once it starts? They're going to start pushing the Holy Bible You're going to see less and less of the Holy Bible, and you're going to see more and more of artificial intelligence being put on the shelf. Now, some people say, oh, but it's so refreshing. It's going to be so good. it, It just takes you into a wider range of things. Well, the Holy Ghost will do that. Wait a minute. The Holy Ghost, the Bible said it goes higher and higher 
every level goes higher and higher in the Lord. And we go from glory to glory to glory in the Lord. I don't need an artificial intelligence to take me higher in the Lord. May 12th, 2021, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, we are living in the days of salvation, the days of the Holy Spirit, and days leading up to the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, all of us remember 9-11. Am I correct? Okay, we remember 9-11. We knew to pray, right? We knew to decree and declare, right? We, need, we, we, we knew to call those things which be not as though they were, right? June the 5th, 2022, the Lord spoke and said to the body of Christ, stay in your established blessing. June 12th, 2022, the Lord spoke a word by the Holy Spirit of Christ concerning our nation's condition and the believer's position. Domestic violence on the rise in America. Racism towards all people. Illegal gun activity. Prayer taken out of school. Bibles taken out of school. Wars and rumors of wars. Pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. Famines and kingdoms against kingdom. Men marrying men. Women marrying women. Abortion is celebrated and is used to kill unwanted children and to have sex without being married. And it's getting worse. No, I'm not going to stand here and lie to you. Oh, it's, we're going to have a utopia. No, you're not. We're going somewhere this morning, and then I'm going home. The summer of June 2022, the, grass, the gas prices, the gas prices rose to an all-time high, with some cities paying up to $6, $7, $8 a gallon. And the cost of living doubled while incomes of the people remained the same. August 31st, 2022, the Lord had told us when the year came in this year, the enemy was mad because the church is not stopping. The real church is advancing. The real church doesn't learn how to go through. See, some of us don't know how to go through. The first time something happened, we hollering. You shouldn't really kind of do that. It's all right to pray and ask God to bring you out, but sometimes God wants you to go on through so he can strengthen your character and help you. He told us to keep on our garment of salvation, our robe of righteousness. He said that was our weapon. Amen? September 4th, 2022, the Holy Spirit spoke and said that we live in a world filled with political unrest, economic and social unrest, wars, gender wars, climate change, flooding and fires, extreme heat waves, humanitarian crises are on the rise, murder rates are at all high to all Time high. And you don't need to live as a Christian. You don't need, you don't need to live as an anointed one. Uh, December 2019, COVID-19 was upon the world. We went through a biological warfare. Whether, whether we want to admit it or not, America was at war. America's still at war. Still at war. Then, February 24th, 2022, Russia goes to war with Ukraine. And this is what got me. More than 8.2 million have fled the country, okay, by May of 2023, okay, creating Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II, okay? 
It is an estimated to have caused tens of thousands of Ukrainian civil, civ, civilians casualties and hundreds of thousands of military casualties. About 8 million Ukrainians have been displaced. You know some of those people came to Gulf Shores, Fairhope. That's a lot of people to leave their country. And then you wake up on yesterday morning, October the 7th, 6.30 a.m., Hamas has hit Israel. More people fleeing for their lives, more people being killed. Now, I didn't come to tell you Jesus is on his way back. We know that Israel is the time clock. Israel is the fig tree. We know that. But I asked the Lord yesterday, and he told me, no, this is not for my return. He says, but the war has begun. And the thing about it was they were saying, this is not military. These people were actually living in Israel. They came from the borders. Yes, they crossed the borders, but they were also living there. And so they've been taking months and months to devise this and put it together strategically. Israel at war on their high Jewish holiday of Sukkot or Feast of Tabernacles. So they knew Israel take their feast seriously. See, when we preach on the feast, that's not something they're not doing. They're doing it. They turn their phones off. They turn their TVs off. They build that tabernacle. Well, what's the tabernacle all about? It is to celebrate how God kept them in the wilderness for those 40 years, and they had to live in booths. So now they build tabernacles outside of their homes and they go out there and have meals with their families to celebrate how God kept them. So they're not interested on what's on TV, on the phone, and so it was a sneak attack and they didn't have time to do anything. I'm just sitting there going, are you, what? So now we got two wars going on. What did Matthew 24 say? There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Isn't that what it said? Amen. But these people, all, and you know what I thought about? I said all of this over hatred. Because I hate you. Because I don't like your God. Why can't we just leave each other alone? Serve whoever you want to serve. Leave me alone. I, please go away. Goodbye. So I said all of that because I want you to add to your prayer list. And we're still talking about the October seminar. I want you to add to your prayer list to pray for Israel. And I'm thankful for Sister Rayshonda Davis coming in this morning and praying for Israel because they need prayer. And don't sit there and tell me, just like we said about the war with Ukraine and Russia, that doesn't involve me. Yes, it does. Can I read something to you? Congress approved $113 billion in total aid for security and humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. $13 billion in additional military support for Ukraine and $8.5 billion for humanitarian aid. I'm going to show you where I'm going. Yesterday he approved, and thank you Jesus, $8 million for Israel, a package. 
But you do understand that is monies leaving the United States. Thank you. So while people are hollering, oh, my, the prices are high and I'm having to pay this and I'm having, what they're not telling you is it's real because of the wars. Even the Bible teaches you when you study the Bible, you don't prosper in wartime. But if we were smart and listened to the Lord in here, we would have a storehouse now. And it would be full. And the only thing we would need to do is probably go and pick up a few things where we've used out of it. Because he told us years back, he said, why don't we have a storehouse? So when things happen, you don't have to run to the store, be in line. Oh, I got to get this. No, you already got it. And don't tell me you can't afford it. You God's child. Funny, though, the house speaker got boosted out by by Matt Gaines. That's funny because I'm going to tell you what it did. It upset the house. Now they can't really do anything in there. And the president of Ukraine was over here to get more money. Because, but because we don't have a house speaker anymore, they can't do that. Somebody say, everybody going to pray. Don't thank God sleep. And have you thought about it? You got a war in Europe, one in the Middle East. Those are the countries that Revelation speak of, that was a part of them. And they're saying this war that started with Israel, Iran is behind it. Okay? They're, they're not showing their hand, but they're behind it. People, wake up. We're in the last days. I'm, maybe I'm not talking to you, but it's some sinners in here. It's some folk living with one foot in the church and one foot out the church. It's time to get saved. It's time to get saved. It's time to live right. So when you get ready to pray for Israel, do this for me. When you add this to your prayer list, please pray for the families who have lost loved ones. They were either killed or they are captured. Please. Please pray for the children living in bomb shelters. Pray for those children whose parents have been torn from them. Pray for their leadership. Pray for Jerusalem's president. Pray for Jerusalem's Israel's troops. And they say that there are some innocent Palestinians, because Hamas is Palestinian, but they say there are some innocent Palestinians who were living among the Israelites that were at peace with them. So pray for them as well. Amen. You got some in every country, don't you? You got some people that are all right, and then you got some people just crazy. All right. And I'm going to give you a scripture. Isaiah 54, 14 through 17. Isaiah 41, 8 through 16. 
Again, Isaiah 54, verses 14 through 17. Isaiah 41, 8 through 16. And you can take that along with however God leads you to pray for Israel. If you have your Bible, I want you to go when you get finished writing to Psalms 122. Amen. See, we're not just here for ourselves. So you might as well come on here. See, we want to come in here and jump and shout and get blessed. But when the country needs us, we want to go to, you know, we, we want to take a hike. But look, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to share something with you. Psalms 122. Look at verse 6. Psalms 122 and 6. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. You see that? So the Lord asked us to pray. Okay. The Bible said in Matthew 24, 1 through 8, it said there were going to be wars and rumors of wars. But listen at this. The job of the church is to restrain lawlessness against God's law. Okay. So the church is not just here to get fat and blessed on, you know, for ourselves. Okay. And this is why I'm telling you, I got up last Sunday and I was going to finish out with the tabernacle. And the Lord snatched, I mean, I know that's going to sound whatever, but he snatched me up and said, we're going this way. And I was like, okay, 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 let me get my pen. Let me get, and I'm just writing. He says, you're going to call it the October seminar. He says, they know how to, to stop, you know, the weather, hurricanes. He said, but now I need them to understand the same way they pray against that and decree and declare, they can do that for, the, for their lives, but you can also do it for others. And God is ready for the body of Christ to stand up and be a part of what he got going on in the earth. Amen. He going to continue to bless you. This is not about you and your foe and no more. Amen. I'm going to say it again. The job of the church, the job of the church, the job of the body of Christ is to restrain lawlessness against God's law. The body of Christ is fighting a spiritual warfare. They're going to be fighting a natural warfare, but we're going to be fighting a spiritual warfare. What does that consist of? Using the scripture, praying the word, binding, loosening. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. So that's why God had us on last Sunday getting ready. He, he gave us some keys before we engage in warfare. Now, it doesn't matter if you believe me or not. I'm still going to share it. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. I'm still going to share it. Okay, this was August 20th, 2021. This is no lie. <laughs> I had a vision. And this is what I saw. And I 
had to go find a magazine to get the picture. This is what I saw. I don't know if you can really see it. This is the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. So I said, I said, Lord, that's the, that's the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. But the thing about it was, it had a lot of red coming down. Two, 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 two. So I said, oh, in my mind, I said, well, I said, That's, that must be the blood. You know, but I wasn't too sure. And I had somebody, because it looked it like this. This is how it looked. So I, I, I found this. It looked it hazy, like this. Okay? So I said, but it was all red. So I said in my mind, I said, mm. I said, that must be the blood. I said, the Lord must be telling me, you know, he's going to put the blood on Jerusalem. So I'm going to stand in agreement with him. And I was supposed to get someone to draw this for me, but some things happened, so I just kept it. Um, this is for a vision that the Lord gave me on August 20th, 2021, Friday night, about the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. Um, let me go back. I want to read it. Because I thought to myself, I said, Lord, I said, is that the blood or what? What is going on? Okay, the Lord called me up in a vision very clear, saw a white cloth with the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem on it out in the distance, outlined in red. Don't know yet if it was in this mist of red because of war or covered by God's blood. It was war. So, and, and the only reason I read those prophecies to you is because it's like every year, every year something's happening. And it is significant with Bible prophecy. Which lines up with what God said. We're living in the days of what? Salvation, the giving of the Holy Spirit, and the return of Christ. So we, we need to be a people that's equipped. We made it through the high prices of gas. We made it through inflation. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you're seeing it. There are over a billion immigrants, refugees, in the United, over here now. They said California, Texas, Washington, D.C. is pitiful. People sleeping out on the street, garbage everywhere. They're, they're using the bathroom in the street, sleeping in it. And I don't know if you've seen it. I have. Now when you see people holding up the signs on the street, it ain't just Americans. No. I said, uh-oh. I'm not afraid. I'm just glad I'm saved. Sister Nelly, Sister Kiara, Pritchard. I know y'all laughed at me. Everybody can get one. No children. Young adults can have one. 
Husband and wives need their own. All right, sweetie. All right, give everybody. That's the revised of binding and loosing. That is the revised one. So you can hang it on your refrigerator or put it by your nightstand before you go to bed at night. All right, that's the revised one. I mean, you can throw the other one away or you can keep it, but that is, I wanted one that said in and over your life. That's what I wanted. We're, we're binding and loosing over the earth, but I want it over our lives as well. Amen? Oh, I take it seriously. I don't know about nobody else in here. I get attacked. I don't know about you. I get attacked. And I'm talking about over some crazy stuff. And I'm like, what? What is going on? What did I do? I'll tell you what you did. You saved. You decreeing and declaring against the kingdom of the devil, against his kingdom of darkness. He don't like it. But uh, you know what? I don't care what he don't like. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to share a few more things, and then we're going to go. Amen? And I hope this has been helpful. I pray it has. Thank you, darling. All right. Whatever's left, we're going to leave. Okay. Yes, ma'am. If there's any left, you can just give them the elder one, and she can put them in the information booth. If there is. But everybody can have one. I want all the young adults to have one. You need to know how to decree, declare, pray, confess the word of God. You old enough? You old enough to get saved? Amen. Just a little hint. Are we off the machine? <laughs> I don't want to come looking for me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's not my time. <laughs> what did Jesus say? It's not my time. <laughs>